The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash gelati lol. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash gelati lol. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Good evening, everybody. It is currently about 4.50 p.m. on Saturday evening. February 24th. Uh, just a recap from this morning. Absolutely terrible, terrible betting day for me. Uh, minus almost five and a half units. Got absolutely smoked. A couple really, really close calls that just did not go our way. Really, this has been an awful week. Uh, going back to last, let me see. Just going back to last Saturday, we were down. Actually, you know what? We're not actually down that much. It's just been a bad couple of days. The last two days have been pretty rough. So, uh, let me see. Oh, no, I was looking at the wrong tab. One, sorry. One second. I'm pretty sure the low of the week hasn't been all that bad. Big picture. Oh, no, it has been. <laughs> uh, minus 10.2 units, basically. Uh, it's been a really, really rough week. I've had a lot of bad beats this week. Um... A lot of bad beats, and then a couple of them that, like, I've had the right handicap and the bets have just not gone well. And then just the weird ones were, what's it called, uh, the last two days, TT and RA. Not TT, RA and Brion just blowing up my spot has been an absolute nightmare. So that's the nature of this business. You're going to have upswings and downswings. It's the way it goes. Um is what it is. Just got to keep going. The, just sometimes, like when I when I get in bad streaks like this, and this goes for like any kind of handicapping, or you know, card counting, or anything, anything that's like risk based trading, etc. Anytime I get into like a bad like a bad run like this, I like to take a step back and look at the big picture, right? Like we're at the end of February, or this this, this season doesn't end until August. Now, the bad part for me. The maybe the bad omen, I don't know, is that historically I've done a lot better in like the middle of spring, and we're in the middle of spring right now, and it's not going well. But every year is different. Sometimes you know, sometimes you're going to finish the year strong. Sometimes you're going to start weak. Um, I thought I've, I think I've had a pretty good grasp on on most of these teams. I don't think the handicap is the issue most of the time. I, I mean, I've maybe staked weirdly in a couple of spots, but. I think a lot of, for the most part, stuff's just not getting home. Um, that's all. JDG this morning. Um, JDG, Billy Billy was a supremely entertaining series, but um, in, in, like there was some really, really brilliant stuff from both teams in this series, but there was also some really, really weird, bad play from both teams. Uh, I thought JDG's read on the situation to play like this weird concave double 80 carry with the TF top was a strange approach to this series against Billy Billy. But I mean, they, it was so weird in this, in this match, DG quite literally looked like, I mean, JDG played their way out of a paper bag. I thought they got out drafted pretty hard in all three games. I, by the way, I like the TF. I think it's broken. I think it's stupid that you can get full build at 32 minutes with, you know, from being behind, like in a losing game state. Uh, all the extra gold you get is obscene. But a full build TF is less effective than a full build everything else. The So you need to stay ahead of the curve. Now, they made it work. And honestly, um, 
like I said, I thought they got outdrafted in all three games, and they were playing their way out of a paper bag, so to speak. But then you look at something like, like this game three, right? It, they this game was done and dusted in the first five minutes. I actually turned it off and went to bed. I had to rewatch it when I woke up, and like the fact that they brought this game back and almost won it is absurd to me. I mean, ultimately they didn't, but like you had a five zero Darius at one point very early on in this game. Five zero Darius counterpick against a comp that was heavily low range in melee, and they still almost brought it back. You know, I. I know Flandre isn't three six nine, but for a dude that's coming off of a, a, some time off, he's looked great. And JDG, I mean, if JDG can actually just draft a little better, I think they're just going to be insanely good. Um, kind of speaks volumes about BLG too a little bit that they had trouble with this, even though they won the draft in all three games. But I don't know. I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. They're probably your two and three right now. Top esports look a little bit better than both of them at the time at the moment. So. We'll see how long that lasts. Oh, the other match we had, we had two more in the LPL. We had RNG, Rare Adam, just an infuriating series. RNG losing outright 2-1 to one to Rare Adam. This was just, uh, this was one of those series where both teams looked so shitty. Like, nobody really won this series. I mean, this was a big psychological win for Rare Adam. I, I kind of liked that they kind of just embraced who they are and played top-centric and... It looked like RNG couldn't really figure it out. RNG almost did the JDG thing and were playing their way out of a paper bag in this one, but it was, again, the same kind of thing where it's like they, they're just too sloppy. Um, I was tweeting about this, bitching about it, because, like, in the moment I was pissed off because I had a double stake on RNG money line. They lost outright, and uh, really, like, it's really easy to get pissed off and fed up in the moment in a match like this, but... All joking aside, I, I think RNG might actually just not be that good. Um, you know, I just to borrow from the deep dive guys, like I think RNG might be a cancel. Like literally, they they are they're so sloppy, and like for a team with so many veterans on it and so much roster continuity, I don't get it. I seriously don't get it. Like I don't know how this team's macro is so bad. Like they 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 had so many moments in this series where like. They they just do a st they they do nothing on the cross map. They outplay they outplay a team fight and then don't know what to do afterwards, or they overstay afterwards. They get greedy. Uh, just a they're just a mess. Like I, I don't know. Usually with veteran teams, at the very least, they have good late mid and late game macro decision making, and that's how a lot of these veteran teams kind of just bring things back from a deficit, even if their early game's not clean. This team's just a mess. They're kind of the opposite. Their early game is actually not that bad. It was in this series, but their early game's not that bad, and their late game's just awful, like even with a lead. Um, I don't know. I, I've also just like lost a ton to Senna this week, so like maybe maybe this patch is just fucking me up really bad. And I should, I I honestly should maybe consider staking down on this patch because it seems like it seems like there's a conglom there's a conglomerate of teams that are like no 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 we can beat Senna no problem and then they're not doing it because they're not good enough. Like you can beat Senna. I don't think it's that broken. I do think it's very powerful and it should probably be getting banned. But I don't think it should have a seventy percent win rate, right? Like I don't think it's that obscene. I just think that it's like. Teams right now, you, it's really, really hard to go underneath of teams and win games fast. There's like 
a handful of teams in the world that are that have good enough early games to consistently steamroll games and win like that. And most of the teams that are letting Senna through are not those teams. And even those teams are having trouble with it. I mean, shit, look at T1 the other day. Like, it's possible, all right? So it's, I don't know. Maybe I should stake down or just not, not play as much on this patch. It's just kind of weird. Like, in my head right now, it's it's been very frustrating because, like, this is normally the time of season where I'm ramping up everything because, like, I try to usually take it pretty easy the first couple weeks, get a feel for who's who, collect some data, see what's going on, see what the overall like game looks like from a data perspective. And then that's that's when I've had my most success over the last like half decade of doing this is waiting, settling into what's what, and then just being more efficient than market prices on things. And so like that's what I've been trained to do because that's, you know, what's worked for me in the past. But I think right now this patch is just so weird. That I mean, maybe I should be playing more live than I am. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm waxing poetic and and all that, and you know, doing a psychoanalysis live on the air here. But it's just been a really rough week. Um, I guess just moving on with this recap. Uh, Thunder Talk versus Ultra Prime had the. I think I had the right handicap in this game. Was that both these teams kind of suck and just take the plus money? We did get the Ultra Prime map spread home. Uh, but it ended up getting canceled. Uh, we ended up winning like 0.2 on the side for this because Ultra Prime ended up losing the second two games. Um, we ended up, I think that was the only series we were positive on today. Uh, and we weren't even really positive. We were just, it was just a wash. We got the, we were like plus zero, zero four, you know, lost a small part of the VIG or something. Um, LCK, Firex, Gen G. Gen G got a little sloppy, almost lost game two, but had to bring it back. Um, didn't get their kill total over home in game two because uh, they, they they just it looked like they were going to because they were coming back but they ended up just like acing off of a huge Chovia zero ult and winning that game so we couldn't get the kill total over home or the team total over home so that ended up being a wash we just lost the vig um, and then KT T1 I had the right read that T1 were just going to shit stomp this series and they did but um, they won too hard and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we didn't get either of the kill total overs home. No, they were it wasn't even close to getting these kill total overs home. T1 just were they won too decisively, and I can't believe uh, I don't know. We we kind of got like lucky and unlucky on the tower props. Like we got unlucky we got unlucky in the first game that they actually just ended right there because they were like literally killing the thirteenth tower. Um, but they ended up just ending the game instead. And then in the second game we got kind of unlucky because KT were like tilt split pushing and we lost on that we lost the 13th tower to that so just a weird tilting day like i thought i had the right handicap and the only thing i didn't have the right handicap on i guess was rng who might just suck and even then like i, I don't think it was bad to just go against a bad like the worst i mean ra have looked like the worst or the second worst team in the league this season and they i mean this was the series they showed up and i had that happen that's happened to me twice this like this weekend alone, I faded the worst team in both leagues, and the worst team got their win on me. So, you know, it is what it is. That's that that those two matches, the RNG RA match and the um, Kwangdong Brion match from Friday, were they're like they account for more than half the losses on the week. So, I double staked both of them. They lost both outright. You know. It's frustrating, but it is what it is. All right, moving on to the LCK for Sunday. 
week five, day five. Uh, we are, this is the start of the second round, Robin. We actually got the first one yesterday. Um, so yeah, halfway point of the season here. Uh, I'll be trying to get a macro article out for the LCK, uh, probably later tonight or tomorrow or maybe Monday. We'll see. I get, depends on what I have time for. Um, DRX plus 593 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at plus 168, minus 1.5 at plus 13.08 against D plus Kia, minus 901 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at minus 207. Um, DRX have not won a game or have not won a match as underdogs. They're only 2 and 5 against the map spread. They are 4 and 12 against the kill spread as underdogs. DRX are awful. Um, I mean, Brion got off the schneid yesterday, but DRX have, have, DRX and Brion have looked like clearly the worst two teams in the league. Um, Nongshim have been showing a pulse a lot more in the past couple of weeks, so I think they're sort of differentiating themselves. Like, DRX and Brion are your two garbage teams. Uh, I think Nongshim are probably still not that good, but they've looked a lot better of late, so I think they might be getting upgraded out of this tier. Um, if at the ver- if nothing else, they're just clearly better than these two teams who have been just god-awful. So, um, both these teams are under teams, which is worth noting. Uh, Damwon are three and ten to the under average kill spread. Our average kill total in their games is twenty one point eight three. Uh, we are actually getting a decent. I mean, if you want to take a shot at an under, this is a good shot to do it. But um, I will caution you that D plus when they fit played the bad teams, they've kind of played with their food a little. This was like Showmaker had a couple of his pop off games. Um, model doesn't get quite as quite to this price. I think. This is a weird spot because, like, normally I would like to, I would like to back. I mean, we're gonna. This is the kind of thing where, like, in a couple of weeks, this might look like a freebie. But DRX do have side choice, and I don't think you want to really mess with this. Like, I'll admit, like, so I I went heavy against Brion the other day. You know, part of why you got to be careful when you do stuff like that is like, if you're if you're just trying to like hammer a bad team into the ground from a betting standpoint. You got to be careful that there's not like a dead cat bounce kind of idea, right? It's the same thing if you're like short a stock or or playing playing options in that way, where it's like, you know, sometimes it's so easy to be like, oh, this is not this can't get off the mat, right? They're just beaten down. But like, what's the downside? Do you have much more downside here? Um, it's a little bit different here because you're just it's a binary result, yes or no. But um, pr- from a price perspective, that's the way you have to look at it. DRX do have side choice. This is a huge, huge price to pay. I, I'm not going to lay the chalk with it. Um, the model liked kill total overs, but I, again, like D-plus have gone under in 10 out of 13 games as favorites this season. And um, even though the projection for this came out to like 23 and a, it was like 23 and change, I think it was like 23.2, I don't think you want to mess with that. I think there's too much of a chance that D-plus mess with their food a little bit here. Um or just win too cleanly. I don't know. There's there's not a lot of game states. Like, when you bet an over, you want to look for game states that you think are going to more... You want at least two of the three or four, like, game scripts to be in your favor for an over. And I think most of them are in your favor for an under here. So I'd actually lean under, but I'm not playing anything in this one. If, if you made me pick any one thing to play in this, I would play map one DRX plus eight and a half kills. But I'm not even playing that, so... Um, yeah, no place for me. Actually, I think I actually wrote that I would lean kill total overs just because of the playing with food thing, but just don't play kill totals in this, I don't think. I think the number is pretty close to right. Second match is OK Brion Savings Bank, plus 285, plus 1.5 maps at minus 115, minus 1.5 is at plus 706 against the Kwangdong Freaks, minus 372 on the money line, minus 1.5 at minus 105. So, 
this is um, every every season in the LCK we get um, one te- we get two teams that are the the back to back round robin turn weekend uh, just because of the way they lay the schedule out it's like a mirrored schedule so on the week where it's the turnaround which is this week uh, there is two teams that will always play each other back to back in the same weekend three days apart um, obviously I got my ass handed to me on this match the other day uh, Kwangdong I played a double stake on the Kwangdong sweep. And Brion won the match outright, two to one. I mentioned the other day that you know Kwangdong, they probably could have won this series two to one anyway, but they did not play well in this series at all. Like this was a bad series from them. So I think a lot of your handicap for this match comes down to whether or not you think Kwangdong just had a bad day, or maybe they've had a bad week of practice. If you think this is like a thing that's going to carry over, it's only been two days. This other match happened on Friday. Uh, if you think there's carryover, don't do what I'm going to do because I don't think there's going to be. I think that was just a weird, weird match from Kwangdong that was way out of character for them. They just looked completely off. We haven't seen that team look like this all season. Um, I also thought they lost the game one draft really, really hard. They had no solution to getting through the front line in that match, and uh, they ended up just losing to Senna. So, or not Senna, uh, they had Zeri. It was like a triple frontline Zeri with a Zeri, I think. Um, they had no lockdown for Zeri, and they had no way to get through the frontline, so they were just going to lose that game if it was if it stayed even no matter what. Um, yeah, bit of a goofy spot. Uh, Brion actually have side choice this time around. So Brion won 2-1 to one outright without side choice. That was the other so, like tilting thing. Same RNG and, and KDF both lost outright with side choice, which was just fucking annoying but I'm going back to the wall with Kwangdong here the the handicap the only thing that's really changed about the handicap for me is that they don't have side choice now so I don't like the sweep as much I'm going back to the wall with Kwangdong I'm going to play the money line minus 378 for two units I'm also going to play both map total unders uh, under 12 and a half towers um not map total um both tower total unders at uh, minus 193 on map one and two for one unit each as well I'm just go. I'm like I'm going back to war with Guangdong. Like I I know I I, d- I just doubt we see the same series from them. This is, they've been a legitimately good team, and that was just a really off day. And every time we've seen we've seen Brion show any semblance of a pulse, they've turned back into a pumpkin immediately in the next series. Now this is their first win. Maybe they get some confidence. I don't know, but I am willing to make them beat me twice. And you know if they do that, then maybe I got to reevaluate myself a little bit here. Moving on to the LPL, first match is a very, very interesting one here, somehow. Um, week 4, day 8. Yes, the 8-day week is finally ending here. We have EDG, Edward Gaming, plus 420 on the money line. Blaze it. Plus 1.5 massive, plus 122. Minus 1.5 at plus 959 against anyone's legend. Minus 588 on the money line. Minus 1.5 at minus 148. EDG have been awful. Um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, they are 0 and 5 as underdogs. 0 and 5 against the map spread as underdogs. 3 and 8 against the kill spread. Just god awful. Anyone's legend have mostly taken care of business uh, against their bottom of the table colleagues. Um, they're 4 0 as favorites. Um, they're only 2 and 2 against the map spread. Uh, they've lost a couple game ones and um, had to like problem solve their way through series and figure it out. Anyone's legend, you know, they actually have a decent looking record and they've been playing better as of late, but. If you look at their like under the hood metrics, like this is still not that good of a team. Like this is like maybe your tenth playoff team, maybe. 
Um, I don't think they're that good, but kind of like in our preseason article, they're delivering on what I thought. I thought the market was a little too low on them, and they're kind of delivering kind of as I expected. So um, they've been pretty good. Weird spot in this series, though. Uh, offsides against EDG. Um, EDG are starting Ale and Monkey uh, in top and jungle. Uh, for those that didn't hear, JJ had a slip and fall in the bathroom. Um, I made a joke on Twitter about this. Like He's like the, the Mista Mista lady from Happy Gilmore. Get me out of here! Um, he's been the best player. He's been the only player on, on this team with a pulse so far this season. Uh, you know, just when I was like, I, I bet EDG like last week, and I was like, you know, just... I don't think this team can really be much worse than they've been, but this might be a case where they can be if he's actually going to be out. The thing is, um, his sub, Monkey, is someone that we've seen before. He's been a highly touted prospect for years now. The only problem has been he's been behind good junglers the entire time. And then we're going to get to see Ale. Now, Ale, for those that don't know, has been a professional in the LPL. He's been probably like a top five top laner, top six top laner in the LPL for years. Um, he's riding the pine this year. He could probably be starting somewhere. But EDG have chosen to go in a new direction with all the young kids and try to see what they have in their prospects because this feels a little bit like a lost season to them. And, you know, it's a little bit weird, but I, I think we could see a little bit of a backup quarterback effect happening here with EDG. Um this team's been awful. There's really nothing positive to say about them. But sometimes when you get a team, I, I use the NFL, the backup quarterback example. What I mean by that, for those that don't follow American football, is sometimes you have, when the backup quarterback comes in, the team gets a slight bump because it's a it's often a veteran that's pretty good. And if he's stepping in for like a rookie or a younger kid, uh, then sometimes there's just like a little bit of a bump, like the team rallies around it. And sometimes like, the, basically the range of outcomes is tighter and while the average that range of outcomes might be slightly higher than the average for the starting quarterback you're starting the younger quarterback to see the upside to get get him some reps on the field see what you have in your draft investment uh we know what Ale is Ale is good he's I mean he's not like he might not be elite anymore but Ale is a very good top laner and Monkey's been a highly touted prospect for a long time I still think the problem with EDG is the bottom lane. Like, this might be the worst bottom lane, professional bottom lane that I've ever seen, at least in the Eastern Leagues. This is awful. Uh, it's only been four weeks. Things can change a lot, but they've been pretty much as as promised, like, on preseason expectations. I mean, you're starting a dude that played four professional games in the developmental league. You just ripped him right out of solo queue. He's not going to learn how to do this right away. And they're going up against Hope and Kyle, who are two very, very good players. I actually think the top side of the map for EDG can win. Like, the top trio could win this match. Harry's not that good. I think Ale is the best player of these six, besides maybe Shanks. Um, absolutely nauseating to think about, but I'm actually going to go with EDG here. I, I'll admit this is a little bit of an intuition, a little bit of a gut handicap here. I try not to do too much of that because you can get into trouble. Uh, it's a slippery slope. You start you know, convincing yourself on certain teams and everything. I'm going to go with EDG on the money line here. This just feels like a spot where anyone's legend could be kind of caught off guard, maybe caught sleeping. They don't have any tape really uh, on on this top jungle duo. Probably not a lot anyway. Um, they're also on offside, so they're going to have to prep 
on offside against a short, like a sub at pretty short notice. And, you know, the market actually inflated a little bit. Uh, you know, they added like a hundred cents to the price on anyone's le- the opener here on this news. So, which is probably, I mean, reasonable to expect, but, um, you know, I've been doing this a long time and I know I'm in a, in the middle of a bad stretch right now. So this could sound really bad or look stupid, but I don't really care to be honest with you. Uh, you know, when you do something for so long and you're pretty good at it and it's practiced and there's a method and, and it's, you becomes routine when your intuition tells you something is off. I tend to trust that more than a lot of people do. Uh, it doesn't come up very often, but I tend to trust that. Like maybe, maybe this is getting again with the psychoanalysis here a little too much, but like I kind of have this thought process and I, I believe it might've been Louis Scott Vargas. He's a magic hall of famer, uh, said at one point, like he doesn't do like combat math for, for like limited games and stuff. Like when they, when the boys get really complicated, he's like, he's like, I don't have a supercomputer up there, but he has a theory that like when your intuition tells you something like that and you've been doing this in a long time, you're good at it, that it's just your brain doing like doing like background processes faster than you can, you know, comprehend that it's doing them. I just think this is a weird spot for AL. Like it's I was already kind of interested in, in fading a high price on them because they're coming off of a couple matches where they've won. And I don't think they've looked all that good. Like they're okay. And they're going to have to prep for, like, a weird new-look team here. I don't think EDG are good, but I think, like, AL shouldn't be laying this kind of price to anybody is, like, my thought process here, more or less. Like, AL are okay, but they're not good enough to be laying 500, 600 against a team, like another LPL team. They're just not. And they're definitely not good enough to be laying 600 offside. So, if, if this was a situation where EDG were bringing in, like, another prospect, top laner, like some nobody or some guy that's playing the LDL for them that, like, nobody knows enough about, it would be different. But Ale we know is good. And maybe Ale's veteran leadership here can actually step in and, and help these young kids. Um, You know, JJ is a great player and everything, but sometimes you just need, like, a different voice. I just think there's, like, a tail to the upside here. I mean, there's a tail to the downside, too. But like, I, I was already going to be interested in playing some EDG at, at the prices we were going to get for the series before, even before this news happened. And I think if it was two different players stepping in, then maybe I would just, like, be passing here. But Ale's good. Monkey's been pretty good when we've seen him. I'm still concerned about the bottom lane, but, like, maybe we see what RA did today, and they play top-centric, and it's just a new look. And AL have had very little time to prep for this. It's just a weird situation for AL. I'm more more fading AL off the situation than anything in this, so... I played EDG plus one and a half maps at plus 122 for one unit, EDG Moneyline plus 420 at 0.2 units, and EDG minus 1.5 maps at plus 960 for 0.1 units. Alternatively, you could play EDG map one kill spread or EDG map one money line. I'm just playing the one and a half maps here. Next up, we've got Waybill Gaming minus 227 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at plus 140, uh, versus OMG plus 183 on the money line, plus 1.5 at minus 171. The OMG sweep is at plus 476. Weibo are a perfect 4-0 as favorites. They are a perfect 4-0 against the map spread as favorites in a similar price range to this. Um, OMG, on the other hand, straight down the middle, 2-2. Two and two, As dogs straight up, 2-2 two and two against the map spread, 4-4 four four against the kill spread. Pretty, um, pretty, you know, well-priced by the market. Coming into the season, I was pretty low on this OMG roster. I thought maybe that their bottom lane would be a liability. 
and you know they've you know been hit or miss, but they've they've overachieved my expectations. And um, I think it's safe to say that in general, OMG have overachieved expectations for me. But I had a very very low expectation for this team. Uh, Weibo are interesting. They're they're getting the job done, but it's been ugly. I think there's a chance that. They're just better, and they figure it out, and eventually they get there with this team. But so far, they have not looked good. Even though they're winning, they haven't looked good. If they end up looking good and start winning more, then you know I'll, I'll have to eat my hat. But this is a really, really stylistically interesting match because the, the thing that OMG have been good at in 2024 is the early game. And they've, you know, for as inconsistent a team as they've been, the one thing that is consistent with them is that they've been pretty good in the early game, especially of late. Uh, the opposite is true for Weibo, who have been honestly pretty bad in the early game. They've just been kind of like problem-solving their way out of games and trying to stabilize. Um, Weibo have won a lot of games they had no business winning this season. And, you know, on one hand, you can you can give that give the nod to Xiaohu for good leadership and they're a team that can figure their way out of bad situations, play the way out of a paper bag, I like to say, or dig themselves out of a hole. But um, this is a weird matchup. They've been bad early. OMG have been very good early. I think there's a good chance that OMG are going to jump out on them in one or two of these games. Uh, Weibo do have side choice. I don't normally like backing dogs without side choice. And I've been looking for a reason to fade this OMG team, but... This specific matchup between these two teams and how they're playing right now, I actually like the underdogs quite a bit here. So I played OMG plus one and a half maps at minus 170 for one unit, and OMG on the money line plus 184 for 0.2 units. Um, I, there's going to be a time to fade this OMG team, I think. Their sample's been super inconsistent. It would not shock me at all to see them just not be good in this spot and maybe Weibo just upgrade and get a little bit cleaner. But, uh, you know, I'd honestly be a little like I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked, but I think the price is right to get involved here. I, th um, you could play the plus one and a half maps, or you could play the uh, the map two kill spread. I think is a decent look too. But you know, if if Weibo end up stabilizing these games after OMG jump out to a lead and they solve their way out of it, then so be it. I can live with that. But Weibo have had a significant deficit at twenty minutes in thirty percent of their games so far. And they've been trailing by any amount in you know forty six point two percent games. So every once in a while, the league like a league will have a team like they're the scaling team. There's one or two of these teams in in most leagues every season. Weibo might end up being that, and I think that's not a terrible way to play right now. But you know, OMG have had a lead at twenty in uh, in sixty percent of their games and a significant lead at twenty in a third of their games so far this season, and they have a better closing rate than Weibo have had. So, I just think Weibo's macro has been a little bit shaky. Like, they, they haven't looked very, very clean at all. I think they're mistake-prone for the time being. And while they can figure things out and they're an experienced team, I just think that there's a good chance OMG just, like, steamroll them in one or two of these games. They might end up winning the series, but I, I think there's a good chance OMG kind of get get it, get the jump on them and close it out early. Obviously, uh, derivative plays for this match are correlated to that concept. If you think um, OMG are going to win, it's probably unders. If you think Weber are going to win, it's probably overs. Uh, I didn't play that. It's double-dipping to me. But I just played the OMG side. The last match on our five-game slate for Sunday morning 
is Ninjas in Pajamas, minus 141 on the money line, minus 1.5 massive, plus 205. Uh, plus 1.5 is at minus 423, or minus 423. Um, against LNG Esports, plus 116.0 on the money line, plus 1.5 at minus 258, minus 1.5 at plus 318. Interesting spot here. Um, obviously, LNG have had a particularly brutal stretch of schedule here. They've faced uh, JDG, BLG, and Top Esports, uh, three of the, I, I mean, I would argue the three best teams in the league um, right now. In three of their last four, they also had a, a two to one loss to Fun Plus Phoenix in that match. I don't know if anybody can recognize the thread with those four teams: JDG, BLG, FPX, and Top Esports. But they are the four best early game teams in the LPL this season. And um, Ninjas in Pajamas are, you know, not that much different than them. They're not in the same elite tier as Top Esports and Billy Billy, but this is a team that's got a pretty good early game. They've been a little bit sloppy in their transition, but they've been pretty good early. Um, obviously, when you go against a team, when you go against three of the four best early game teams in the league in a row, it's going to, you know, impact your early game numbers. But if you watch LNG play, they very, very obviously want to play like a more slow and controlled style. And I talked about last time that they really, really miss Tarzan in this because one of the things – I mean, I would say Tarzan's probably the best jungler to ever in this specific skill set, which is putting a cap and, and preventing the game from getting snowballed on them. Uh, he's got a great he's, – he's been the best of all time at, at reading the early game and seeing where teams are going to go and stymieing any kind of attempt to get ahead. You know, the the – Basic premise with LNG hasn't changed. This is a team that I think was is eventually going to be good. They're just trying to figure out who they are at the moment, and that's something that's going to be you know a work in progress. I think by the end of the season, I think this is probably like your fourth and fifth best team in some order. I think Ninjas and Pajamas probably are your fourth best team right now. Um, LNG, the the thing is like what I think by the end of the season is not what I think now, right? Ninjas and Pajamas for all their shakiness, and they've had a couple really bizarre games. Um, they've been a good team, like a legitimately good team. I think they look a lot better right now, currently, than LNG do. I know that LNG have faced a really, really brutal schedule, but in their current form right now, the way they're doing things, I think Ninjas and Pajamas are going to jump out on LNG and probably and probably win this series. Um, realistically, like I, my model made this price, like even if you take the top esports series out for LNG, the model made this price minus 484 plus 413. Uh, with the top series in it was minus 680 plus 558. I'm not nearly that bullish like on the NIP side of things here. I would probably make this more like a minus 250, minus 200. I think the fact that they've been better this season and they have side choice for this match matters a lot. So I actually played a double stake on Ninjas and Pajamas money line at minus 142 for two units. I also played the minus 1.5 massive plus, for uh, plus 204 for a quarter unit. That's going to be it for me today, guys. I hope everyone has a good one. I will see you tomorrow.